today's uh, talk was our friend uh, from last week coming from a tra uh, tra uh, tradition of uh, being Catholic. He said, oh, Jim, he said, I did like your homily. And I thought, homily, what a lovely word. We don't sort of talk about homily. And then the Pope came out to do his first Mass, and then supposedly he gave a homily. So I thought, oh, that's, uh, that sounds a bit... Uh... But today's talk, story, is called Branch, Palm, and a Date. Branch, Palm, and a Date. So why is today called Palm Sunday? What's the link between palm branches and Palm Sunday? And how can a triumphant entry in Jerusalem lead to a dramatic exit so soon after at Calvary? The events told in the New Testament were foretold centuries before in the book of Zechariah in the Old Testament. That's in the words of chapter 9 of Zechariah, at verse 9. Rejoice greatly, O people of Zion. Shout in triumph, O people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious, yet he is humble, riding on a donkey, even on a donkey's colt. It's written hundreds of years before and prophetically, and to complete the prophecy we've shared this morning on Jesus' coming into Jerusalem. You see, normally a triumphant entry would be on a stallion, wouldn't it? Somebody who's a victor, a conqueror's mount. And that's what the people expected. A person to throw off the Roman yoke. And for somebody to arrive on a donkey, donkey wasn't like somebody throwing off a Roman yoke. It looked like, at first to them, like a joke. But it was Jesus coming, Jesus seriously coming as the spiritual Messiah on a journey to victory over the sins of the world and victory over death itself. So Jesus comes to the village of Belphage on the Mount of Olives. Jesus says, go unto the village over there and you'll see a donkey tied there with its colt beside it. Untie them and bring them here. If anyone asks you what you're doing, just say, the Lord needs them and he will immediately send them. The donkey's colt most probably had never been ridden before and would follow safely its mother donkey on a journey. The disciples put their garments on the colt and Jesus sat on them as a sort of saddle. So coats on the colt, and the people lay their coats on the road. And they cut the palm branches and spread them on the road. It's possible, you see, those palm branches even today are often in pots of water. And they're ready to be planted as future date palms. So maybe some of those came from the street vendors. But scripturally we're told that they cut them. And the palm branches at that time symbolized goodness and victory. Palm branches, image of them. The image of them was important. It was on important buildings, public buildings. And it was on the coinage, on the currency at that time. And the doors of Solomon's temple was emblazoned with palm branches. And it's interesting, isn't it? In Revelation 7, verse 9, it says this, people from every nation raise palm branches to fully honour Jesus. 
They're right at the end of the Bible. There's evidence that the date palms were around 4,000 BC, and they can grow to 100, 120 feet high. But on this ancient mighty path, Jesus rode, and the crowd called, Hosanna, Hosanna, which means save now, save now. The saving the crowd had in mind was not, not the saving mission that Jesus was on. Branch, palm, and a date. The date we eat now, they're delicious, aren't they? We have to watch for the stones, don't they? They bite on upon your teeth. And those that are surplus, where they're made, are made into spread, and date sugar, and jam, and jelly, and juice, and syrup, and alcohol, and vinegar. The fruit of the joy of the crowd in the hosannas and the praise turns to the sour vinegar of many of the same people crying out, crucify him, crucify him, before Pontius Pilate. Many Christian churches give palm branches for us to remember Jesus, Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. Those palms are often then kept and burnt on Ash Wednesday. And then those ashes are used to sign believers on the forehead, just with the ashes, the black ashes of the cross as the reminder. And the palm reminds us of the praise due for, to Jesus for the gift, the gift of salvation, the hosanna, as in save now. And finally, the waving palms point to Jesus returning in triumph on his second coming. Revelation 7 verse 9 says, After this I saw a vast crowd, too great to number, from every nation and tribe and people and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. And the Lamb, of course, is Jesus. They were clothed in white and held palm branches in their hands. They shout, salvation comes from our God on the throne and from the Lord. That's the branch, the palm, and a date. That's Palm Sunday. Let us pray. Jesus, we stand in joy to think of you coming down that road, humble, humble on a colt, never written before, and you ride that animal that has upon its back the symbol of the cross. But on that journey, the cross was covered by coats, and we later find, Lord, that of course that is all revealed, and you go to the cross for us, and the nails hold you to the cross because you chose to be there. And we just thank you, Lord, that you did that for us. And by your shed blood, we can be forgiven and restored to your Father. And that we can say, our Father. And that's true. 
And we just wonder, Lord, that you should do that for us. But we are thankful. But also, Lord, we're ashamed that along with those people who cried Hosanna, that the fickleness comes in that exists in each one of us to then change from that praise to the opposite. And we ask, Lord, that in our lives that you will prevent us from going to that place as we look to Jesus upon that cross. May we remember the Hosanna for us personally, the save now, that you are indeed our saviour, and we thank you for that on this, our Palm Sunday. Amen.